If you could go back to your 21-year-old self and give her any piece of advice, what would that be? Juanes, welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, I have a beautiful guest with me, Adelina Vaughan. For me now, at this point of my life, the main plant that I work with is Adelina is someone that I've worked with for many, many years as my energy healer and spiritual mentor. So there's a lot of different kinds of plant medicine. Um, you know, there is. She's an absolute goddess. What is plant medicine and what is it used for? I, I want to say. Welcome back, Queen, to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, I have a beautiful guest with me, Adelina Vaughan, who you might have recognized her her name, or you may recognize her absolutely beautiful voice from an earlier episode in this podcast. Adelina is someone that I've worked with for many, many years as my energy healer and spiritual mentor. She's an absolute goddess. She's someone that I adore so much, not only for her embodied wisdom, it always comes from such a pure place of her own experience and her own knowledge. And also because she is just someone that you can ask anything to, never get judgment from, and always just be responded to with a an answer from pure love. And sometimes it's not necessarily what you want to hear, or it's not necessarily what you expect, but it's what your soul needs to hear. And she's such a powerful woman. Um, I have recommended her to so many women that I mentor. She's such a beautiful person to have um, in your ears right now to listen to. And today we wanted to talk on a topic that I'm super intrigued about, and you may be as well, plant medicine and how to actually use it to your benefit and really have an incredible experience and often healing journey with it. Before we get into that topic, I'd love to hand it over to Adelina, who as I mentioned, I've worked with for many, many years and she's a spiritual mentor. She's also a plant medicine integration guide and a somatic movement and sound facilitator. And Adelina has been working with plant medicine for a number of years and takes women on journeys with them in retreats all over the world. So before we actually go deep into this topic, Adelina, I'd love to hear from you um, thank you so much for being on. Anything else to do with your background that can give us a bit of context as to your journey with plant medicine? Thank you so much for having me here. And thank you for all of those who are listening in and taking your time to tune into this really important topic that's actually in the midst of a massive plant medicine revolution that's really taking place right now. Plant medicine is a topic that I'm watching grow and blossom. And when I started my journey back in 2017, specifically with ayahuasca, and I would say 2012 with medicinal mushrooms, um, this wasn't so much a topic, especially when we're looking at plant medicine psychotherapies and plant medicine um, ceremonies and integration and there's lots of integration training so it feels like right now we're in a plant medicine renaissance and people are really waking up around the world and plant medicine offers an opportunity for us to really come home to ourselves and to come home to the medicine of the earth so I think it's a powerful conversation to be having I, I feel incredibly blessed to have been on this journey for a long quite a long time now 
with various plant medicines. Um, I mostly will talk today about ayahuasca and the master plant teachers that I have been blessed to work with alongside the Shipiba lineage, as that's kind of my focus and it has been since 2019. But when it comes to, you know, my experience with this, it's really been a personal journey. I sought out plant medicines initially when I was coming out of high school into college to just go deeper into my spirituality, go deeper into my mind, go deeper into uncovering blocks. And I was really journeying with these plants in nature often and supporting my friends at that time in journeying deeper into their themselves and to their deeper healing. And then I went into Peru looking for a cure for my brother who at that time was addicted to heroin. And actually it was in my search for a cure because I have multiple family members that have heroin addiction or have struggled with heroin addiction or crack addiction or many other different kinds of drugs and, you know, depression and anxieties and different mental health illnesses. It was actually this that catalyzed my 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 seeking um, and interest in plant medicine specifically and ayahuasca specifically to see if there was uh, an avenue um, other than more more drugs and and more uh, prescription medicines. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There is a time and place, but I was kind of interested in seeing if there was another way. And that first ceremony cracked my heart open in the sacred valley of Peru and. It, I was basically shown like what my path would be. And that has been the catalyst from 2017 onwards to now in my deep dive into my own healing and my own apprenticeships with specifically ayahuasca. Beautiful. So can you tell us a little bit about what is plant medicine and what's it's, what is it used for? So there's a lot of different kinds of plant medicine. Um, you know, there is medicinal mushrooms are a very popular plant medicine right now, and they're being legalized, especially in the United States where I am. They're starting to be legalized to be used for anxiety and depression and mental health illness of, of various kinds. Um, there's also ayahuasca, which is a combination of, of two plants, um, the ayahuasca vine and chacruna that is brewed together alongside many other master plan teachers that we'll maybe get to later on in this call. Then there's also Wachuma, there's peyote, there is, um, I guess, not so much plant medicines, but there's, you know, you've heard a lot about combo, which is a frog medicine, or bufo, which is a toad medicine. So there's so many, so many, so many different kinds of plant medicine that are available to us right now. And there's a lot of people that are going on these deeper shamanic journeys with different plant medicines and each of them have a different healing you know property to them and in each of them have different I want to say technologies is the best word. each of them carry different technologies and so I often when people come to me and they're like integrating a certain journey a lot of my work surrounds plant medicine integration but Often if people come to me and they're asking like, I've got this going on, like where, what, where would you direct me? So it's really personalized because each of these plants and each of these different sacred lineages that hold different kinds of, of plants and frog medicine and toad medicine, you know, there's different technologies seeped into the indigenous cultures. And there's also different technologies within and amongst each of the plants. So 
I would say that each of them provide healing for different different things. You know, for, for some plants, anxiety is more often what it's used for. For some, it's depression. For some, it's, it's more often looking at healing ancestral wounds or deep traumas or PTSD, things such of this nature. So I would say that every plant offers a different technology and also different people respond to different plants very differently. Like for me, I work specifically with ayahuasca. It's a plant, you know, these these plants are spirits and they're teachers. And so we are actually establishing a relationship. And I often see that this part of plant medicine is missing right now, especially with this revolution and so many people are talking about it. But what's missing is that this development of a special relationship. So just like a friendship, you're cultivating a relationship, a union with this plant. And you're actually gifting your diets, which we'll talk about later, and you're gifting certain sacrifices that you're making in terms of maybe sex or <clears throat> pleasures like alcohol and, and certain like marijuana and things like this, as well as certain foods so that you can meet with these plants and meet with these spirits. So I often say that this is something very serious to like take it seriously when you're going to look at plant medicines and to really do your research on who you're going to be sitting with because it's important that people are really, um, I don't want to say certified because there's not really a certification, but that they have deep experience with these plants for a long periods of time and they have a lot of education and they've sat with indigenous cultures and indigenous people and have actually been trained and have gone through some sort of apprenticeship to be able to serve these medicines because these medicines are incredibly powerful and they take you on incredibly deep shamanic journeys. And so it's important that there is sort of a preparation process for these plants. There's a relationship established coming in to meet these plants. There's a journey that's held in a very intimate container that has a lot of awareness and a lot of trauma-informed um, presence in that space, as well as post-integration. So plant medicine is a word that's really, really hot right now, I guess you could say. And so I'm bringing it back to the, to the, the beautiful, immense, potent energy that these plants carry and to not take these journeys lightly and to really prepare yourself for these journeys, do your research on who's serving these sacred medicines and, and also really attune to yourself, like which medicines are you being called to for whatever you are dealing with. And if you don't know which medicines are best for what, to really ask, ask people that would know and to do your research and to see where you're being called intuitively and because intel- these plants are very intelligent and all of these sacred plant teachers are very intelligent and they kind of have a way of calling us forward and calling us to, I, I, I would say that ayahuasca really called to me and called me to a very specific part of Peru. And so I followed that calling. So there's also an intuitive aspect of this where the plants are way more intelligent than we are. And they often will call you forth once you make that prayer and you set that intention of I'm welcoming and support from, from plant medicines at this time. And I'm open to seeing what calls me uh, for whatever you're, you're desiring to heal or clear or purge or cleanse or awaken or gain clarity but ultimately, you're creating a relationship. So this is a, this is a very sacred 
communion point in one's life when they say yes to plant medicine. And they're ultimately saying yes to some of the deepest work that I have seen done um, alongside therapy and mentorships and coaching and facilitation and, and integration as well. Yeah, it's kind of a long answer to that, but it's such a it's such a big question and such a broad topic because there's so many different plans that that you can work with. And if I were to like put a list here, I mean, it's hundreds of different plans that you can journey with and work with and diet with. And even if you look at, at medicines like cacao, it's a very sacred medicine that we're establishing a relationship with. And so I, I guess I'm really feeling called and feeling the plant spirit in this space right now really calling in the integrity and the sacredness of saying yes to these plants and that it to to really create that sacredness for every single communion that takes place. Yeah. Yeah. I have so many questions after that <laughs> beautiful discussion. So and, and thinking to the person that might be listening to this that has absolutely no experience with plant medicine and the power of plant medicines you mentioned master plant medicines what are the main like say three to five plant medicines that you choose to journey with and that you see as the most powerful um you know plants to journey with so i would say You know, for me now at this point of my life, the main plant that I work with and that I'm that I study with is ayahuasca. And um, ayahuasca is served under many different indigenous cultures and called sometimes different names. So the lineage I study under and I'm studying under and apprenticing under right now is the Shipibo lineage. And you know, they work with ayahuasca and then they work with a bunch of master plant teachers. So maybe we save that for a little bit later in the podcast and I'll go deeper into the Shipibo, uh, the Shipibo wisdom and the Shipibo technology and the master plants that I'm currently studying within that lineage. But after ayahuasca, some plants that I have personally journeyed with that I think are incredibly powerful that I have been on a, on a large pause with since going deeper with the Shipibo lineage that do not so much uh, journey with these plants would be psilocybin is a is a powerful master plant um you know a beautiful fungi they call like these little mushroom nino santos which is little children so this medicine really evokes uh the inner child and really awakens um inner child journeying and brings back the joy and the laughter it's often used to reprogram the brain waves and uh, old patterns so they often say that when you work with these psilocybin and you work with these little little beautiful mushrooms that it's like new when you go skiing and you know the new snow falls and it's like a, a brand new path so they're they're working a lot with psilocybin here in the U.S. and it's becoming legalized in many many states now specifically for PTSD depression and anxiety um, and it's a very light-hearted medicine but it can take you very incredibly deep as well um, but it brings back that that joy and it brings back creativity and it really evokes that inner child and, and the medicine of the heart. There's also a medicine in the southern part of Peru um, that the a lot of the shamans you know, down in that region work with called Wachuma, which is a cactus medicine. And that medicine is really connected into the solar sun 
and really helps you connect into your central channel. You know, it really helps you ground back down, really brings you clarity. I was fortunate enough to do lots of ceremonies in the southern part of Peru on the sacred lands and um, drinking this medicine at some very sacred sites. And uh, this medicine has really brought me back into my heart at, at the times that I worked with it and has also really supported me and gaining clarity in my life. Again, I don't know too much about this medicine, so I'll just say Wachuma. Um, there's a medicine that's worked with a lot in Mexico, as well as the U.S., called peyote. It's also cactus medicine as well. And there's very in deep ceremonies that, in, that are involved in peyote, working with the, the directions, working with very specific song lines and song frequencies. And um, so that's a very powerful medicine as well, more of a masculine medicine. There's also two more that are coming to mind. Uh, combo medicine is a frog medicine that is applied onto the skin. There's a lot of purging that, that's, that's used with that and that has been used a lot for purging out toxins, has been worked a lot with cancer patients and really helping people with diseases of the body and of the gut. Uh, it was used a lot during COVID, so helping people just like purge out the toxins of these viruses. So it's a, it's a purgatory medicine. Um, that really just helps cleanse and clear and reset the body. And then the last one is Gupo medicine, which is also, uh, it's a toad medicine that is smoked and brings you into um, the DMT, DMT as a component of DMT, and brings you into these altered states of the mind and helps you really access these bliss states that we have deeply forgotten about. And my personal experience with this has brought me back to these points of my life that really wanted to be healed and cleared. So it brings you into these uh, altered states of vision. And really uh, what I see, it brings you into these spaces of liberation and, li and freedom and um, resetting, like resetting spirit mm -hmm. as well. So I'd say that those are great plant medicines and a frog medicine and as well as a, a toad medicine that I all of which I have worked with personally that have helped me along my journey. So I could go much deeper into each of them, but I feel like that's those are great avenues, you know, for anyone being called. As you hear me speak about these names, ayahuasca, wachuma, peyote, <clears throat> uh, psilocybin, combo, and bufo, if you hear me just speak to that and there's something in your body that's like, oh, that one, oh, that feels like alive in my body. Oh, that like made me feel tingly when she said that. Or, oh, I would like to know naturally there's a natural interest in that direction. Then maybe this is an opportunity for you to look that up right now after you get after this call and look more about like, where does that medicine come from? Or, you know, what, what does this medicine carry? And what is the sacred technologies? And what is it often used for to do some research about that? And then maybe that takes you on a journey to who in your area, you know, hold spaces for these sacred plants or these sacred journeys or these sacred kinds of ceremonies. And hence, this is how it starts. This is how my journey started. You know, I heard about ayahuasca from a sister and it was like spirit guided me to that. And then next thing I knew I was in Peru. And then from there, I was guided to a place in Bali. And next thing I knew, I heard about um, Wachuma and then I was guided to there. So these plants really call you 
call you and they find you. They find you. So if you're being called to this podcast right now, it's most likely because you're being called to sacred plant medicines. And I forgot, of course, my beloved cacosita, beautiful cacao is another plant that I journey with every day almost. And it's a beautiful medicine that you'll see in Guatemala and Nicaragua and Brazil and Peru. And it's just that medicine that's grown all throughout Central and South America. And there's many indigenous cultures that are holding the sacred frequencies and the ceremonies surrounding this medicine. Um, And that's a medicine that you can work with that's not psychoactive. Many, almost all of the medicines that I shared are all pretty psychoactive besides combo. And combo is an incredibly, um, a medicine that really has a lot of purging and needs facilitations. All of the medicines that I shared require uh, pristine facilitation (laughs) spaces. spaces. And cacao is like one of those plants that are a great starting place for plant medicine. And um, I can definitely share many links below here for epic cacao from incredible sisters and brothers from around the world that are working alongside indigenous um, medicine carriers for this for this particular medicine, as well as indigenous farmers that are really honoring the plant. So and along with this revolution, I'm really calling forth like an, a deep honoring of the indigenous cultures that have been carrying these lineages and these traditions for hundreds of thousands of years and really calling forth as like a prayer, this preservation and this protection and this deep honoring. You know, this isn't um, something to take lightly. None of these plants have to take lightly because they often bring up a lot of trauma that's living in the body, trauma that's remembered, trauma that's not remembered, both of which have happened for me. You know, it requires us to really look at a lot of our shadows and it takes us very deep into our psyche and into the subconscious parts of our brain where a lot of our trauma lives. So none of these plants are to be taken lightly. Um, and and all of these plants can provide a lot of deep healing and all necessary, maybe never at all. For some of you may listening, you might not work with any of them and that's perfect. And for others, you might go on a deep journey and you find that these plants or you know these different sacred ceremonial ways of working come and meet you at different points of your life so perfectly and divinely to help you on your journey of evolution and growth. And and my, my biggest invitation is to allow yourself the integration in between these ceremonies and in between these different tools and different technologies and different plants so that we're not um, bringing your nervous system into dysregulation. I see this a lot where people just want to work with all of these medicines at all at the same time and um, yeah, I'm just encouraging that you take your time <laughs> with these, with these, cere- you know, these ceremonial plans and sacred medicines. Yeah. And I really want to dive into that, the indigenous culture and the deep spiritual and really ritualistic meaning behind plant medicine. I personally, um, obviously absolutely adore having cacao and it is such a, it cracks your heart right open. It's so beautiful. And I read in my book when I had Freddie, I had a book called The First 40 Days, which is all about really, really honoring the first 40 days with your child and just, you know, really accepting help and really healing yourself as a as a mother and, and not just focusing fully on the baby, but actually allowing yourself the time to sit with 
the new label of mother or mother of two or mother of three or whatever it is. Um, and it took wisdom from all of the ancient cultures around the world. And it has all these beautiful recipes from, you know, South America, from China, from all these different very ancient cultures. And one of the very first, I'm pretty sure it's the very first recipe in there is cacao. <laughs> so when my best friend had a baby, I actually went over there with my cacao and a saucepan and everything and I made her a cacao because it is so deeply healing as well and it's such a beautiful thing for a new mother to have. So, yeah, it's beautiful to learn about the, yeah, the deeper meaning and the history and, and where these beautiful plant medicines come from. So can you explain a little bit about the Indigenous culture behind you know, what you've learnt with plant medicine and the people of Peru that you work with and maybe a little bit around ayahuasca because I do feel that is one of the more um, well-known plant medicines. So how have they used it and what is the, um, I guess, history there within the people that you work with? Before we go on, I want to ask you a super powerful question. What would it mean to you to make decisions based on your soul rather than your bank balance? Freedom to me means having true autonomy and choice in your life to live based off your values and soul's desires rather than what you can purely afford for you and your family or what your job requires of you. This is why I've been empowering women for the past almost five years to earn more with pleasure, earning your true worth without the insane hustle and with actually having choice in your life. It is so much more about how you earn rather than what you earn. If you'd like to learn more about how I mentor women to earn a time-leveraged income online, selling conscious health-based products and learning the skills of personal branding and attraction marketing, both very sexy skills to have, then click on the link in the show notes or DM me the word info on Instagram so we can have a proper chat. I love having one-on-one convos with you savvy queens and showing you how this kind of income and our community can help you truly live wildly empowered. Big love, back to the episode. Yeah, so I am still very much a baby student on the path and I will speak to the wisdom that I know as of now. So I I feel like in 10 years, if we were to have this in conversation or even two or three years, I you know, we'll have a different conversation every single time because I continue to be so humbly walking this path as a student and learning and growing with these plants and learning from... Um, my maestros and my maestra that are so generously sharing their wisdom with Westerners. Like this is a privilege to be learning about these medicines and to be able to sit in ceremony with these indigenous maestros and maestras that have spent their entire lives studying and apprenticing and dieting and going away from their families and their children and sacrificing, you know, their time and their energy and, you know, going deep, 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 deep into the forest and and gifting and giving of themselves to these plants so that they can provide spaces of healing for all of their communities. But also they've opened the doors for all these Westerners to make these pilgrimages to heal. And then also to be so willing with their wisdom to teach us. Like, I feel so honored to be alive at a time on this planet where I have teachers that are willing. I'm learning the Shipibo language right now. I'm learning the technologies behind the Shipibo wisdom, which I'm literally baby steps. Like, it is decades of learning that 
I will be on. <laughs> the rest of my life, I will be seeping into the medicine of this wisdom and this lineage. And I will only be able to tap into like a micromillimeter. And I say this with such humility. And I think it's really important on this path of plant medicine that we maintain one thing, and that's humility. And it's often the ego gets really involved and can get really involved in this medicine path as people become medicine carriers. And what I have found with my teachers is the amount of humility that they walk this earth with as they lead these ceremonies and as they become facilitators of the new earth, essentially. So I feel really called to, to share that in the space. Like I feel so humbled by this path and I know such a small amount. So I want to preface that I only know a small amount and it takes a lifetime to really know a deep amount, um, decades upon decades. So I'm in the baby the baby process of this. But what I have come to learn from my teachers is that really the Shipiba lineage is an ancient, they carry an ancient technology. And the song are these ancient carriers of this technology. And the language itself is this ancient technology. And it's so complex, actually. And it's within the complexity, it's very structured. There's actually an entire system for how the Shipibo people work in the ceremony. It's not, um, it's very ancient and it's passed down. This wisdom is passed down from the elders, you know, to from the grand, the great grandmothers and great grandfathers and the grandmothers and the grandfathers, you know, to the sons and the daughters and the grandsons and the granddaughters. Like this wisdom is passed down. And really the only way to really receive this wisdom is to make pilgrimages over and over and over again and to sit in Dieta, which is what the Shipibo, how the Shipibo work with these sacred master plan teachers, which I'll go into in a, little, in a moment, and to really make the sacrifices and to make these offerings to these plants and and to learn in this way and to be a student for a very, 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 very long time before there's any kind of facilitation. And in this lineage, you are kind of told when you're ready for that. You know, you're, it's a rite of passage to be able to facilitate and to facilitate properly in, in this way as a Westerner. So I think it's very important at this time that we are learning from these indigenous cultures because there's an entire system that is passed down generations and generations to generations and there's an entire technology that's written in the codes of the plants and within the language itself. Like the language itself actually holds the entire umbrella for all of the specific words and frequencies and sounds and songs and tones and pitches that all are in co-creation with the plants. And the dietas, which the Shipibo lineage, they call these samas, Within the dieta, you work with the plants. So you have ayahuasca in the center. And the ayahuasca is actually two plants. It's ayahuasca vine and the chakrinya. And they mix these together and it's prepared in a very specific way. And that's actually the brew. Um, yeah, I don't feel called to go too much into all the very specific details. But it's two plants. And you have this brew that is psychoactive in nature that does bring about these visions for some people it's a lot of visions you know for others it's just deep journeys into the somatic body 
um, everyone has a very different experience with this, you know, with this master plant teacher of ayahuasca. And so it's very specific to the person. I've been told by some of my teachers that this intelligence of this plant is is so vast that ayahuasca actually knows how many times you're going to meet in ceremony before you even come. So it knows exactly what work to give you in each ceremony, depending on how many times you're going to be sitting in ceremony with this master plant. I find that exquisite. It was some of the best very first ceremonies I sat with, I was shared with the intelligence of this plant. And it has a way of moving into your nervous system and actually finding all the places that really require and are desiring healing. And often when you meet with this plant, you think you're coming for one thing and you have your intention, but the plant, the intelligence of this plant is so vast that it's able to travel and traverse, you know, all of your past lives up until this moment and all of your your lineage that's led you to this moment it's able to show you traumas maybe that you've forgotten it's able to show you what's living in your body it's able to show you your limiting beliefs and your habits and your patterns that are no longer serving you it's able to show you sickness and disease and where that lives in your body i mean it's so vast it's so exquisite it's so incredibly exquisite and we are so lucky and so blessed to be able to have this tool at this time on this earth to be able to help us heal, to truly, truly come home to ourselves. And it's not for the faint of the heart. You know, meeting with this plant in ceremony is very intense. And it, it's, a, you know, sometimes you're purging out of both ends and you're weeping and crying and you're visiting, you're revisiting and visiting parts of yourself that are wrapped in your subconscious or deep in the underworlds of your shadow maybe aspects of you that you avoided, maybe the roots of your addictions that you never wanted to face, maybe aspects of why your anxiety is there beyond the diagnosis of the Western, you know, psych psychology system. And, and it really brings you into, uh, it's not an easy, you know, these are not easy journeys sometimes. Sometimes they're blissful and you're traversing these incredible fairy realms <laughs> and other times you are going into death, you know, your parts of you are, being gifted to the altar and, and you're giving them up and you're and you're shutting and you're healing and you're clearing so this plant is you know this is a very multi-dimensional master plant and it would i could talk about this for an entire day about my journeys and i recommend often to if you're planning on meeting with this plant or going to the you know i often invite you to go to the jungle to go to the sacred land this plant you know, the wisdom of this plant has been passed down for generations upon generations. And I can highly recommend two very specific centers that I uh, work alongside. And um, one of which I'm a facilitator with and that I trust deeply, you know, the, the curanderas, curanderas, you know, maestro, maestro that are holding these spaces, are holding these ceremonies because there is something that takes place when you sit with the indigenous people and you really sit in their presence and you receive their songs and their song lines that's not just of this time it's ancient song lines that have been passed down and you receive the wisdom that that they carry due to their many dietas or their samas so in this particular tradition there's like i said ayahuasca in the center and then they have all of these master plant teachers that dance around so for me i have been studying with a master plant 
a tree called Noyeral, which is this tree of light that is a very rare tree in the Amazon that actually glows. The leaves glow in the dark, and it's, it's, I've been studying with this tree for since 2019 specifically and dieting many, many, many diets with this tree. Um, but there's also many others. Bobinsana is a, a more popular master plant of the Shipibo lineage that, that we're seeing kind of travel. It's a it's a Sierranita Bobinsana, they call her. It's a heart-opening medicine, whereas the tree of light, Noyarao, is often referred to as the tree of truth that shines a light on all that's not truth, all that's all that is ready to 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 be transmuted into truth. So it's been a very deep journey for me. My daughter was actually conceived and came into fruition in a dieta um, in the tree of light. So I've been gifted a lot through working with this tree. Um, and so you have these master plants dancing around and you for many weeks prior and many weeks after follow a specific diet that includes you know, no sex, no alcohol, no marijuana, no recreational drugs, no oil, no salts, no dairy, no processed foods, um, no beef, no pork. So you're really, you clean out everything for weeks in preparation, no caffeine. And then during it, you're in isolation in the jungle, working with this plant with nothing, as, uh, none of those items as well. And then you're gifted postiata for many, many weeks and sometimes months, depending on how long you diet, people diet for a few weeks up to like multiple years, especially the teachers that I work with. They have gone on like year-long diets with certain plants and in isolation in the jungle oh, yeah. or in families. And then you have your post dieta. So, you know, working with ceremonies and diets, I think we talked about this before, is like the diets, as you can see, here as I'm speaking, it's it's quite a process. You know, you're not just working for one night with ayahuasca. You're actually in a deep preparation, and then alongside ayahuasca, the shaman will share with you um, what master plant that you'll be working with during that dieta. And each master plant has different qualities, and each master plant has different technologies to be able to assist in different forms of healing. Whether it's healing of the mind, healing of the spirit, or healing of the body, there's going to be different plants, and the shamans will know what you'll need, and the plants will tell them. So I think I, I bring in the the immensity of these diets because it's where all the wisdom is received for the Shipibo lineage, and many of these maestros or maestras we're talking decades of them dieting like this, decades upon decades. And in this diet, you're receiving the energies of these plants. You're receiving the medicines of this plant. In the receiving of that, you are able to receive the healing. And that's alongside your intentions and your prayers. And in that, you make an offering through your diet to be able to receive. And so this goes as often as you, you know, feel called to deepen in this way. Um, this is a very specific lineage, the Shipibo lineage. And this is a very specific way of working with ayahuasca. If you were to tune into some of the tribes of Brazil, Yawanawa, there's also the Kuntanawa, there's the Hunikin, there's many other tribes that work with ayahuasca. Um, I don't know about a lot of their lineages and how they work. I, it's very different than the Shipibo. So this is what I, how I've been studying since 2019. Um, I actually have an upcoming online dieta with this tree of light called Noyerao. 
at the end of August in, in just September. And this is an epic opportunity because for those of you who can't go into the jungle just yet, because it's a total pilgrimage, especially those of you who have children and families, you know, finding two to three weeks or, you know, two weeks to a month off of, of work or life to go into these sacred dietas, that can be a lot. So um, when COVID hit, we started actually offering alongside Aya Healing Retreat Center, these online dietas where we all meet on Zoom and we send the non-psychoactive tree of light, Noyarao, without ayahuasca to everyone's homes. And then we meet every day and we go on an actual dieta for 10 days. So there's a preparation before, there's a post-integration dieta after, just like in the jungle. And you work with the essence of this one master plant teacher. And our maestro Don Miguel comes onto the calls, certain calls, and sings the people ikaros and opens and closes it. And then I, I support with facilitating lots of different practices and ceremonies every single day. So that's a great starting point for someone who's like, whoa, this feels really deep and totally, I was not expecting this kind of like immense talk about this. Um, there's ways to dip your toe. There's like initial steps. And so I often recommend these online dietas in your home with your families and not having to travel anywhere, but getting to be, you know, uh, to be able to work with this rare tree in the Amazon, you know, mm. um, that I was specifically studying with, that is one stepping stone before going into the jungle that can actually prep you. So I know that was a lot, but it's really hard to speak about all of this without the intricacies and the like really tapping into the sacredness of the Shipibo lineage itself. Mm-hmm. So final question, if someone is feeling called to work with plant medicine, should they be going in with an intention or should they just allow it to be, you know, a calling that they feel that they follow through with? Yeah, I intentions are always important and I feel that they really are an incredible guide when we're working with plant medicines. And if we were to keep it specific to ayahuasca, um, you know, and these master plantietas, 100% to go in with with an intention is being, I mean, if we just look at life, when we're intentional with life, how differently do we live, do we live our lives and how differently do we show up every day in our lives? So I recommend and encourage, yes, be intentional with this plant medicine or be intentional you know, and for those of you that maybe are like, I can't make a pilgrimage to the jungle for a dieta, there might be certain ceremonialists and ayahuasca guides and maestros or maestras that are nearby that are living near you that offer weekend immersions. I'm just always like, be mindful, like, have they studied with the indigenous cultures? Do they have appropriate training? Mm. Um, and do, do they really have a, a very clean container? So often I'm I encourage them to find that. Um, or you might even wait and see because some of these indigenous medicine carriers are traveling now. You know, they're traveling around the world. And, you know, here in Florida, sometimes we'll have beautiful indigenous um, medicine carriers that are that are coming. It might be more underground so that they're protected. Um, but maybe there are indigenous medicine carriers traveling to where you're at. And you can sit with them for a weekend. You know, I, I often, ser- weekend ceremonies are great and beautiful. 
Um, but I, since now sitting with, with the Shipibo and these ways of, diet, of dieting and dieta, I highly recommend this this kind of work to, to really having the spaciousness for working with the master plant and ayahuasca, but not everybody can do that, and I'm aware of that. So I just wanted to also preface that and extend to the last question, but intentions are always great, whether it's a weekend ceremony that you find yourself in or a dieta or a pilgrimage to the jungle, you know, a dieta online or a dieta in person, to be intentional. And that's what the pre-diets are. Before you work with these plants, there's a reason. You know, you're being intentional about the food that you're consuming. You're being intentional about the about the time you're spending in social media. You really clear out all the consumption of social media. You're being intentional with your breath and your prayer. And like, why? Why are you choosing to sit with this, this plant? Why are you choosing to go on an ayahuasca journey? What's in your heart? You know, what's happening in your life that you want more clarity on? What What are you calling in healing in your body or your spirit or your heart? What old traumas? are still affecting your life that you would like to release and to purge and to cleanse and to clear. So yes, being intentional, it's not just saying you have an intention, but how can you be intentional in every area of your life before meeting at the altar of this plant spirit and saying yes to welcoming this plant spirit into your body and before saying yes, I'm willing and open you know, to see what you have to share with me, because also you have your intention, but the plant has an intention for you as well. And to be really open and surrendered, that's a big part of plant medicine journeys, especially ayahuasca, requires a lot of surrender and a lot of trust, so much trust, so, so, so much surrender to open yourself up, up to this kind of experience. It's it's otherworldly and, and, and it really can't be explained too, too, too much. So, it's, you know, being open to the intention that the plant has and meeting with you. Um, and sometimes we have to just surrender our mind, ego's intention, because maybe the plant um, has has somewhere deeper for us to go, which somehow always circles back to the main intention that we brought in. And so, yes, have an intention and also have an openness and be willing to surrender the ego mind intention um, so that the plant, you know, the ayahuasca can really work alongside you and work with you to to bring you the, your ultimate healing mm-hmm. and, and to bring more love. These plants are here to support us in opening up our hearts and for us to tap in to more love mm-hmm. and to more joy. All the things that we're always seeing, all those cliche statements. They're true. What are we really desiring on humans at, the, at this time? We're desiring to be connected to the earth, connected to our hearts, connected to love, connected to joy. And so these plants are just here as allies to help us clear and cleanse anything that's in the way of us being in deeper communion with our families, with our soul families, our friends, our communities, our our actual earth families that we've chosen, the earth itself in our own heart and our own bodies. So it's helping us be in right relationship with all that we are yearning for in terms of like connection and love. And so if someone is listening and just deeply feeling called to work with you, whether that's to go on a plant medicine journey with you or just to work one-on-one with you and just, you know, receive more of your magic, which I have been so grateful and privileged to do over the years, how can they best work with you and, and get in touch with you? Yeah, so the best way is Instagram is C 
seems to be this portal for me that continues to blossom. And so at Adelina and Bonnie will put my Instagram handle below to just reach out there, you know, to send me a direct message. I answer all of my messages on Instagram. I like to be very involved with the people that reach out to me. Um, there's also, if, if you feel like, oh, I don't know if I want to reach out just yet, there's also booking links, you know, for one-to-one immersions that you can, can sink in there. There's also a link to my website if you want to know about more upcoming retreats um, and, you know, just have, there's my bio and testimonials and just other areas as well as different meditations and things that you can tune into there. Um, and in terms of like what's next, I do have that online and I am online Noyeraldiata taking place with um, my dear brother Elio with IA Healing Retreats and my maestro Don Miguel. So there is a 10-day uh, online dieta that's taking place, a virtual one, um, August and September. And so there's also a link on my Instagram for that as well and an email. So I'll give you my email. I answer all my emails directly as well. But that's the next plant medicine journey that I have. There are some in-person dietas coming up, but they will be revealed super soon. Um, but they're not quite ready to share in terms of dates. Beautiful. And final question that I always love to ask my guests. If you could go back to your 21-year-old self and give her any piece of advice, perhaps a couple of sentences that she needed to hear at the time, what would that be? Before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember how you discovered this podcast? Was it a friend's suggestion or an Instagram story, maybe a post? Somehow you found it and I'm hoping you're getting a lot of value from it. I need your help now to pay it forward so that other women can feel seen, heard, nourished, and more than anything, empowered from these conversations too. Big love, back to the episode. One is to trust your intuition more, to really trust your intuition, trust your body, trust the parts of you that were saying no, and trust the parts of you that were saying yes. And the second thing would be to to be even more bold and to take those leaps and jumps that were so alive in my heart at that time that I didn't take until many, many, many years later that are now a critical and huge part of my path. So it's like, we already know. <laughs> my 21-year-old self so already knew <laughs> all the things that I'm embodying now. So if I if I could go back, I would have said, trust yourself more, be bold, take those leaps and, and know that the universe has your back. You know, that you are being so supported and guided and nothing is out of place. Beautiful. Thank you so much. So much wisdom. So many incredibly interesting, um, you know, little areas we went down in this podcast. I, I appreciate you so much. And those listening, I would love to hear what you took from this episode. So if there was one thing that you can take from this, please reach out to either of us or screenshot the episode, share it in your stories and tag us. We always love seeing who's been tuning in and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss more beautiful conversations like this to empower you to be a wildly empowered woman. So thank you so much for joining Adelina. Adore you.